So, Jesse took the money from Walt. The 7000 that he gave him to get an RV so they could start cooking meth way back at the beginning of the show, he took that money from Walt, and he spent it all at a strip club. Scrippers. He's, he's literally like that. Like what? And he thought he was getting over on him too. But Scrippers, two bottles of Dom Perignon. <laughs> I want that Dom Perin, Perignon. That's what I want. Perignon. And tall, skinny glasses because he likes them because that's what James Bond drinks out of. And he knows that this was Walt's entire life savings because Walt tells him so. And he still doesn't give a fuck. Not at all. This is why Walt has no problem with calling this motherfucker a junkie imbecile. Because <laughs> after him and Combo and Skinny Pete finished partying, was Badger there? I can't remember. But after they finished partying, he only has like 1400 left of the 7000 And he still needs to get the RV. So now he's saying he has to leave town or something because Walt is a criminal mastermind. <laughs> and he's going to blackmail him. And Combo tells him that he can find him an RV, no no problem. So him and Jesse go and pick it up. And Combo gives him the keys and tells him he doesn't have to sign any papers. It's like, you know, a no paperwork type deal. If that don't sound like theft, I don't know what does. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, Jesse, Jesse's not very bright. Like, the idea that Combo is just like, I'm just going to go get us an RV. And then he's just standing outside of the RV, and then Combo just walks up to him and just gives him keys. And, like, Jesse asks not a one question, not one, one. Junkie imbecile. Yes. This is when he was in the midst of his Captain Cook's Conte junkie imbecile style, too. So, no, he ain't going to ask no questions. He's just going to be like, Okay, because Combo was like, hey, we got to bounce and we got to get it out this neighborhood ASAP. If that don't. But again, everything he's saying is literally "Hey, man. How many red flags can you hold at once? (laughs) Because I'm about to give you like seven of them. No paperwork type deal. I'll give it to you for seven thousand or for fourteen hundred when you're supposed to be paying like eighty five thousand for it. Um. Let's just go down the line here. You're going to... Nigga, do you not recognize your homeboy's house? Well, actually, he might not live with his mama. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He has a room in there. I mean, he still has his room, but he might not live there. I feel like he lives there. Because the picture that they have at the end is the picture they took at the strip club. His mama ain't going to put that picture of a girl's titties with stars on it up as a shrine picture. Yeah. So I feel I feel like a, a more more than that. I feel like a motherfucker like Combo has to live with his mom. I feel like he's not living elsewhere. I feel like him and Badger definitely live with their parents. And Skinny Pete probably lives in a hotel with some woman who gets high frequently. Skinny Pete's from the streets, yo. Yeah, he went to jail. He's been there, but not well enough to actually be able to talk to Tuco like that. So um, they get out the car. They get out the neighborhood ASAP. 
But while Jesse's getting out the neighborhood, he's hitting cards and setting off alarms the entire way out. Because that's how you do it silently. That's how you pull a crime, you junkie imbecile. Welcome to Blood so and Tears. Hmm? Was Jesse's plan that he had a deal set up to get an RV for like 4K? Jesse's plan was he didn't have a plan. No, Jesse's plan was he was just going to get over on this nigga. And then so it was like, oh shit. All of a sudden at the end, like, I got to get an RV. I don't know. That's the thing that I was wondering about too. He literally pulled this whole thing like. Hey, I'm gonna die tomorrow, so I'm gonna I'm gonna live it up tonight. And then the next day, he didn't die, and he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like the king of YOLO. Mm-hmm. And then he realized the next day, oh man. And you know what? I've been that dude before. Not the junkie imbecile part, but I've had a ton of money in my pocket before. And the next down, I'm like, how did I get down to like three hundred cent? <laughs> how did i go from having 700 bucks and supposed to be paying my rent to having 300 cent the next day and you start panicking inherently mostly because you spent all that money and you know that it's point c money gone you have nothing to show for it but my guy two bottles of dom perignon with the tall skinny glasses and, and they were snorting something. Skinny P snorted something at some point. You know they were snorting something. He got that chili pea. This is back in the day. He got that chili pea. That's Scante. Where your Scante from? This say it's from New York City. New York, New York City. City. Get the rope. <laughs> in hindsight, that sounds racist. <laughs> It, it very much does. And that's probably why he took that commercial down. But that's the one Pace Picante commercial I remember is that nigga showing up with salsa from New York City and the white man saying, get the rope. <laughs> yeah. So Skyler is getting high off of Ted's bathroom floor. Like, seriously, she's cheating happily. But I mean, they're heated floors. And if I lived in a place cold enough to need it, I'd have them too. But they don't need them. They're in Albuquerque. Also, Skylar's struggling to find something in her it cheap bag. It gets cold as fuck in Albuquerque, first of all. It, it, it does? cold as fuck. Yes, it's in the mountains. I thought it was in the uh, desert. And then secondarily, it's not just about cold outside. It just feels good. It's like... Yeah. You might use a you might use a heated blanket in California because it feels good. Yeah. I feel it all in my hands. I feel it all in my feet. No, nothing. Fine. They, have you care. have you seen that recent picture of them where it said they all look like um uh they all look like Ricky Smiley at three stages of his life? Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. No. <laughs> But I thought they all are like the black version or the male version of the uh, singers from fucking Hercules. 
But you know, that's just me being me. Have you ever seen the, that that the ones where the um those those dudes uh sing the 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 Hercules joint? No. That, that, that the women sing one of them was the was the patty pie dude um man they sang the fuck out that shit like I, I i gotta look it up of course you do so let me know when you get done and i'll stop um skylar's struggling to find something in her cheat bag and ted's like you know you would need to have a cheat bag if you just left some things over here and she looks up at him like random dick I'm not staying here. Don't ask me to do that. And she goes home and cooks dinner and tells Splinter to tell Walt the dinner's ready. But Walt says he'll be there in a moment and continues to talk to Jesse in the closet, who's furious that his deal was half because the second half of his money was given to Walt. And Walt tells Jesse to trust him. And then the conversation devolves into Walt telling Jesse about how I don't want to cook anymore and you wouldn't cook my recipe without my permission. So let's really talk about trust, Jesse. Jesse is not short for anything. Jesse is just Jesse. But I feel like Jesse should be short, short for something like Jessington. <laughs> Chuggington. Chugga, 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 Chuggington. Sorry. The way he's the way he says it, it absolutely sounds like it should be short for something. Right? Like he says it like he wants to say his full name. Jessington Pinkman. Come down here now, you junkie imbecile. Jessington so, Chadworth Pinkerton. The third. Pinkman the third. Because his daddy is rich enough to be like make him into a third. But yeah. Okay, so here's the Hercules thing. Seven minutes. They do the whole Bentley. It's but no, you ain't gotta play it for the show, but like yo, watch that shit. It's really good. I'm gonna watch it. We ain't playing it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all can y'all can y'all can yeah, whatever. It's the the Hercules Muses Medley by Michael Corte. Um, but it's really good. Those those brothers can sing their asses off. You know. I wish I could do a lot of things, but one thing I wish I could do more than sing is just play any instrument. Like, yeah. I feel like that's just dope. Like being able to play instruments. I wish I could just sit down at the piano. I want to be able to walk into one of those hoity-toity clothing stores where they have a piano, even though nobody ever sits there and plays it. And then be able to just bust something out. Just bust something out. And then just walk away and not buy shit. I feel you. While my cousin steals everything because they're staring at me. Right on. Yeah, man. That's why GameStop or, don't have pianos. Or you can just do with how they how they do in uh in like other places where you just get a gang of people and all y'all just rush the fucking place, take what you want and rush the fuck out. They they can't catch us all. Yeah, that sounds like how I get shot. That's only some Grand Theft Auto shit, actually. So that's just been happening a lot. People running up in like the Gucci store and stuff like that. But it's like it's like ten niggas and they just run up in there grab what they want to. The security guard can't do much with all of us. So okay. it's been happening a lot lately. Jesse says that the recipe is both of theirs, plural, plural. Sure. Sure. <laughs> 
because because Jesse did teach him how to do it. Now he refined the recipe and then taught it back to Jesse of how the, like this is how we're gonna do this better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this Jesse, is not Jesse's recipe. That's Jesse, stop, Scott. No, Jesse taught him how to do it. Jesse was then, using chili powder in his shit. I no no no. But Jesse was the one who taught him how to cook meth, and he was like, "Okay, I know how to do this better." So then he refined the recipe. But Jesse was the one who taught him how to do it, and in turn, he taught it back to Jesse. This nigga said it's both of ours, plural. <laughs> That's not how plural works, sir. I feel, I feel like it's both of ours, plural. I don't and, think and that, Alexander Graham Bell has equal equal rights to the iPhone. Because he made the phone 150 years ago. But it's both of theirs, plural. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is he taught him how to cook meth. In turn, he refined it and taught it back to Jesse. And that's what they used to make all of the meth that they made. He taught it back to him. He was like, no, this is the refined way, and we're going to do this the refined way. And that is what happened. And that's the reason why Jesse... If this were a legitimate business, Jesse would have no claims to that recipe. He would not. If this was KFC's secret recipe, and Jesse taught... Let's say Jesse taught Walt how to fry chicken, and he fried chicken in shitty. And then... and Walt was like, yo, I'm going to work on this. And he came up with Popeyes. Jesse does not get credit for Popeyes. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't have to get credit. It's the, it's the, um, it's what you call it. Um, oh, um, it's Papa John's. Papa John's learned how to make pizza at Pizza Hut. And then he took it and he made his own shit. He's, he was a Pizza Hut employee originally. He learned how to make pizza, and then he made his own fucking pizza. Yeah, and Pizza Hut don't get no claim to his shit. Like, Jesse's trying to get claim to Walt's shit. And they said it was it was not exactly the same. Even Walt talked shit about it. So he didn't do it exactly right. So... So... I still say I still say Jesse Jesse does it's 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 kind of like both of ours. I feel like Jesse doesn't have a leg to stand on and he knows it, but he knows how to make the shit enough to where smokers don't give a fuck. Smokers won't gonna give a fuck either way. No, they weren't. And that's the whole thing. Jesse was selling meth with chili pee in it. My guy like why the fuck you got it? Why why do you have to so what's basically happening here in my mind? Walt is McDonald's. Jesse is McDowell's. Walt has the you big man. Like no. You sell it. No. You sound no. like a person who ain't never done you've, drugs before. You've never you've <laughs> never like you never watched that movie about McDonald's. Um the the there was a McDonald's and then Ray Kroc came in. And took the idea, made it a mass market product, and cut them out the fucking deal. It sounds exactly like McDonald's, not without without mentioning anyone else. This is McDonald's. <laughs> okay. You sound like somebody who hadn't done drugs for sure. Thank you. Don't you talk to somebody. 
You go talk to somebody who does cocaine and ask them, it don't matter how pure it is. Like, I've seen the wire though. They they know when something's the bomb. Yeah, they, they do. The and wire. it sells better. Yeah. I heard that 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 tester pack is the bomb. So Jesse says that he'll be a one-man meth factory and he'll rock that RV 24-7. So Walt hangs up on him because that was an entirely stupid sentence. Um Hank, at the same time, is looking at RVs around the city, but the one that he's currently looking at isn't the right one because it doesn't have any bullet holes in the door. And Gomi tells Hank to call it a night and come back with a search warrant because there's no smoke, no smell, and no cooking occurring. Plus, it's in a fucking RV, what are they, camp? It can't possibly be legal for you to just search all RVs in a city. Exactly. And to hop on top of it and look through the uh, the not, skylight. He is just doing whatever he wants at this point. And that's why Gomi is like, I can't really fuck with you on this. He looks through that skylight and he sees two ugly white people playing cards in their underoos. But I was more caught up by the fact that that woman's hair was as short as this next sentence. I do. And she had curlers in it. Can I see that shit? They were just old white people just sitting down in their drawers playing cards. Hank talks his way out of it and wants to go look at more RVs. But Gummy's like, I got to go home and pack. And Hank's like, why? And Gummy's like, because I'm going to El Paso. Is it you turn to? Hank looks hella disappointed. And Hank goes home and ignores Marie calling him. So she comes in and asks him how I went the night before. And he's not very communicative and says that he's heading right back out after he takes a shower. And Marie says she spoke to Blanco and found out that Gomi's going to El Paso. And she asks Hank how he feels about it. And he says he turned down the position. So that's the end of the story. He says that he's deep into the meth investigation and he can't do both. So he made a judgment call. And she says that he can talk to her about anything. And he lies and says that he isn't going through anything and says not to worry about her career. This is the part where we find out that, yes, every fucking body knows exactly what the fuck happened in El Paso. And all of these people are fucking terrible because she's like, if you just don't want to go because what happened last time, she understands. If y'all all know what happened. Yeah, what's wrong with that? If y'all all know what happened, if his boss knew what happened and called her to tell her what happened, then why didn't anybody get this dude set up with therapy? Every police department has a therapist. Every police department has a therapist. And before you go back out, you have to go through these steps in order to be cleared to be working again. Does Hank Hank act like someone who would take therapy serious to you? It's entirely possible that he went there, bullshit, and said he's okay just so he could go back on the force. It that happens is all the time. Yes, because I mean, this dude was having fucking panic attacks and, and it was walking out like ain't shit wrong. Yeah, that's really true. That's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. I mean, but even if he's doing that at work, Marie should be like, yo, I know you. You can't pull this shit with me. I know you. She basically said that. In all right now, all purposes. yeah, right now, she didn't say it before, though. 
I don't know. But uh, he repeats that he's on some some important stuff right there, right now. And Mexico doesn't have anything to do with it. He's doing some actual good up there. And now he gets bullshit accusations. And he's still ranting when Marie just walks out the room. That was a good scene. I liked it. Walt brings the money from the cell back to Gus and tells him that he thinks the money's a ploy to get him cooking again. And it's an obvious one. And Gus asks, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever do you mean, sir? And Walt's like, there's no way that you'd ever hire a junkie imbecile like Jesse to work for you. Recovering or not. And Gus is like, well, you're the one who vouched for him, so I took you out your word. And Walt's like, no, no, no. It says Jesse is capable of working under my supervision, but by your by himself, he can only make a mediocre product at best. And, and Gus is like, well, I don't know how to tell you this, fam, but from what I've heard, the product was consistent with what I've come to expect, more or less. And Walt's like, define less, my nigga. Like, what are we talking about here? Because I'm not even going to think that you meant more. So what's the less part here in this situation? You're setting the bar real low, except you don't do that. You don't set the bar low. So what conclusion is Walt supposed to draw from this? And the conclusion that he drew is that Gus believes that Walt has some proprietary kind of selfishness about his formula, some sort of overweening pride about himself that he thinks clouds Walt's judgment, but he doesn't. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the part in the show where the record needles goes, because me and my niggas have said from day one that Walt's pride is what's keeping him there. Taking care of his family is what got him there. But it's pride. 100%. Like, I mean, this, I mean, he clearly knew how to play Walt. And that's the reason why they dropped that money off to him. That's the reason why they dropped it in the in the bag from the chicken joint. Like, all of this is, like, carefully orchestrated and enough to fuck with Walt. And the only Walt thing I... did walk away, though. He, he tried to fight it. He tried. He, he tried. Fight for long. He couldn't fight for long. He he fought the same way Pookie fought that crack pipe. <laughs> he had it right in front. Of, no, <laughs> no. But Gus is smarter than Walt. Gus is literally the smartest person in the room every time. And he knows that being humble extends your life expectancy. So he says nothing. And Walt just keeps talking his way into doing what he doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. Walt says he simply, I simply respect the chemistry. And Gus is like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry for being so transparent, my man. Hey, why don't you go for a drive with me? <laughs> this is like, this is like when you're having an affair in the movies that I've seen and the woman's like, I can't do this anymore. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. 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 Why don't you hop in the car with me real quick and go for a ride? And the next thing you know, she's bent over the hood of the car. This isn't what I meant. So weeds. Yeah. 
I hate that fucking show. I'm so sincere. Skylar stops at a house and it's Ted's house. And she's like looking at him. They're smiling at each other fuckily. And she gets a phone call from Marie who's marveling over Holly and really just wants to talk because she's lonely. She says that Skylar can leave Holly with her for the next 18 years and Marie will be okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what you call foreshadowing. But she's worried about Hank and she doesn't know what to say to him since El Paso. And Skylar comments on how God knows he went through a lot down there. And Marie tells Skylar that she just wants Hank safe, but he won't tell her what he wants. He's barely home and he doesn't eat. And it seems like something's eating him up from the inside and he's not the same person. Because facing death changes a person. Just like, you know, it, it had to have changed Walt, right? That's the most astute comment that Maria's ever had in regards to Walt, and nobody's giving her credit for that shit. No, she is definitely she's definitely uh, a lighter um, mirror of Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's her role in this series. Her role is that, and and Junior's role is to eat dinner. I was mad because I was like Skyler. It never occurred to you that your husband getting uh, terminal cancer could change him? Like, that, that never occurred to you? No. She seemed like she had an epiphany. No, nigga, it wouldn't occur to her because she's literally giving him dry hand jobs while doing eBay. She doesn't pay attention to shit until it affects her. I like Skylar as much as anyone can, but I recognize that she was very selfish up until the point where Walt's hair started falling out. She is a control freak. And what Walt when she when she when Walt tells her what he's done, that is the loss of her control over the situation. She doesn't know really how far everything has gone. All she knows is she wants control over the situation. She wants control of Walt again. And she is willing to do whatever she can, like even going to fuck Ted and telling Walt about it so that she can force him into a divorce. Like she is trying to regain her control over the situation because that's all she's known when it comes to Walt. She's only known that she got this dude wrapped up and he does what the fuck she says. And that's what the the, the fact that she, all of this is happening is the fact that Walt just stopped doing what she said. I want to have control. I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. Okay. I want you to know this. I don't like that song. That I'm selling meth. <laughs> Fine. Walt gets out the car and faces a laundry, a huge laundry, and Gus walks him in and leads him to the back of the facility where he presses a button and an industrial dryer moves off the wall. Gus steps behind him and tells Walt to follow him and he falls him down some stairs and into a lab that only the Willy Wonka of meth could appreciate. Right. And Walt's stunned. Gus has procured thorium oxide for a catalyst bed and a 12,000, a 1200 liter reaction vessel. 
And he asked Gus how he knew how to put it all together. And Gus says, you know, I had excellent help. And you will, too. The laundry upstairs receives large shipments of chemicals all the time. And he's owned the place for years, so there's nothing suspicious about it. Now they can get all that methy shit that they needed, that they were stealing from shops before. The filtration system is state-of-the-art and it vents nothing but clean, odorless steam along with the laundry dust. But in return, Gus will require 200 pounds a week to make the lab economically viable. And Walker chooses his own hours, of course, to come and go as he pleases, as long as the quota's met. Walt literally looks like a man in a hobby shop, but he apologizes and he says, you know, the answer's still no. He has made a series of very bad decisions and he can't make another one. And Gus asks why he made those decisions. And Walt says for his family. Gus concludes in that case, they weren't bad decisions. He says that a man provides for his family. And Walt says it it costs him his family. And Gus says, but when you have children, you'll always have family. They'll always be your priority, your responsibility. And a man, a man provides. Somewhere in the but he's also not wrong. He's not wrong. He's absolutely right. And not only that, but somewhere in the cosmos, as he said that, Vin Diesel came up with a terrific catchphrase. Gus is so much smarter than everybody else. It's fucking incredible. And I think it's because with Walt, Walt walking into this with a chemist's mind, but he doesn't know shit about nothing else. We don't know Gus's backstory yet, but Gus is rounded. Like he knows all aspects of everything. You okay, Scar? Okay. Gus says that a man does it even when he's not appreciated or respected or even loved. He simply bears up and he does it because he's a man. Skylar's back at Ted's house and Ted's asking if they could catch a quick bite around the corner. And Skylar says, no, I need to get home. And Ted's like, okie dokie, a rain check then. And Flynn is eating dinner with his parents and compliments Skylar on a great dinner. And now I'm keeping count of how often we see this young man anywhere other than at the table. That's what I was about to say. Every time we see him is at dinner. (laughs) You're the reason why I'm looking at this shit now. He walks away and Walt stares at Skylar, who is obviously trying to avoid his gaze. And then Holly starts crying and Walt gazes lovingly at Holly and Skylar lets him get her. And it seems like this is the first time in a long time that she's let her, she's let him touch his daughter. And he picks her up and kisses her and Skylar watches. Time passes and Hank asks Andy to give him something. And this is during Gomez's celebration and Hank gets no good news about the RV. He's gone through all 29 boundaries in New Mexico. So he asks Janice to avoid Gomi's party to go check for more. He then comes out and congratulates Gomi for his achievement by saying a bunch of racist shit. And then he gives Gomi the statue that he was given when he went to El Paso, repeating to him to know his enemy. But he knows his enemy because he can speak Spanish, motherfucker. He tells Gomi to fight the good fight and Gomi says that he will. Later in the party, when the cake's almost gone, it looks like they got that good cake, the one that's got like the raspberry filling in the middle. I don't know if they make them at like Costco or nothing. 
the KKK only holding a Mexican and a U.S. flag because you know racism. They're calling them the best of both worlds, I guess. Hold on, that's not racism. I feel like that's just his, it's just bad. Uh, it's just ethnicity. It's just stupid looking. Like for you, they do one with you holding an American flag and you holding a flag of what? No, they wouldn't do that. It's a little bit different there with that. You're from California. You should know that. It's different. It's a little different. Yeah. So, um, DMV didn't have this last RV on file because it wasn't filed as non-operational or destroyed. And there's also no police report. And Hank looks renewed. Skylar sits in Holly's room and looks at all this stuff that Walt's left on the floor. So she starts picking it up. And while she's putting stuff away in the closet, she notices the duffel bag on the top shelf. And she touches wealth for the first time and drops it back into the bag. This is what Walt had been trying to tell her about all the time. Like, yo, I got the money to take care of everything. Just stop fucking around and stop fucking around. This dummy goes and tells her lawyer. Goes and tells the attorney. It feels like she's paralyzed. Like if she steps in any direction, she's going to make a spectacular mistake. And she also tells her lawyer, I'm sleeping with my boss. And I don't know why. But she does know why. It's not because he's a lovely guy or a really nice person. It's because they'll never go somewhere. And her entire family, her own son sees her as a bitch. And her attorney is telling her to tell him the truth about his father, but she can't ever. And Ted, as wrong as it is, and as much as she's going to make Walt, as much as she's doing it to make Walt leave her, Ted is the only thing in her day where she doesn't feel like she's drowning. And her attorney confirms two things. One, I'm I'm not your I'm 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 not your fucking therapist. I cost way more than your therapist. Stop talking to me about this shit. Just because I talked to you about attorney client privilege, don't mean this has to keep going on. Stop fucking talking to me about your your sex life. Also, um let me confirm that Walt knows about Ted and Skylar's like, yeah, but Walt still ain't going nowhere. So my gambit didn't work. She tells her attorney that Walt keeps money in the house and that it's heavy and it's in a bag. And the attorney tells her you can't spend that money. But now all of a sudden Skylar's like, well, we have a history, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we have a history. We have a past together. And now she's justifying it as what he was doing for his family. And her attorney's like, yeah, okay, you're a fool if you stay in that house one minute longer. You can get the fuck out and let him keep the house. But if you stay in that house, you a new fool because now you're an accessory after the fact. All all courtesy of this criminal that you refuse to divorce. And Skylar's like, I didn't marry a criminal. And the attorney's like, yeah, but you're married to one now. Hearing Skylar try and justify this shit literally made me sigh. Like, Skylar, you see the money and now all of a sudden you're like... I can make this work. After all that bullshit, now she wants to justify it. Exactly. I can do this, maybe. <laughs> like, I think I could pull this relationship off. Skylar goes home and looks in the room again because she wants to see that money. <laughs> but the room's clean and the mattress is gone and the bag of money's gone. 
also he signed the uh application for divorce i don't know what it's called because i'm i've it's it's something for divorce like the form for divorce skylar size buy money saul tells jesse that if he's gonna call that he's about to call walt so he needs jesse to shut the fuck up shut the fuck up jesse chad jessington chadwick uh pinkerton pinkman four names two middle names pinkerton pinkman yeah pinkerton was his great-grandfather's name when he was in russia i don't fucking know he's like oh i know you're going through a uh, rehab and shit but take a fucking zanny my guy and calm the fuck down Walt walks in and Saul greets him and tells him and Jesse to have a seat. And Saul tells Walt, yo, Jesse's willing to give you 10% of all his future income for the right to use a formula. But there's one small detail, and that's when Saul starts stuttering about how to get the money back to Jesse. You know, that half that, that Walt got. But Walt's like, fuck it, here it is. He gives it back to him before Saul can even finish the sentence. And he tells Jesse, yo, take this shit in good health, because that's the only and the last money that he'll ever earn in the meth cooking business. And Jesse asks what that's supposed to mean. And Walt tells him, you know, Gus is only using you to get to me. He needs somebody with expertise who knows what they're doing, like me. And Jesse asks for confirmation that Walt's cooking again, and Walt's like, I'm thinking I'm back. And somewhere out in the cosmos, as he said that, Keanu Reeves came up with a terrific catchphrase for John Wick. Scar, you're awfully quiet. You got any thoughts? Um, I'm handling something. I, I, can, I need to handle something real quick. I'm good. Saul asked him what the offer was, and Walt says it was $3 million for three months of his time. And Saul jumps to the other team and is right back to kissing his ass. Hey, you going to need that money laundered. So that's that's a 17% for me, right? But you know what? That's too high. So let's look at 15% because that's a nice round number. And Walt's like, no, you can get 5% and 5% only. And Jesse's like, you're my lawyer. What are you doing? And Saul's like, you know. Hmm? I said, Saul shows shady. He's the shadiest man on the planet. But, I mean, first of all, he was both of their lawyers until Walt fired them when they got in a fight the week before. But he's got money now. He's got $3 million. Yo, I'm going with the winning team. What would you do if you ain't got nothing connecting you to either one of them other than money? Why wouldn't you go after more money? Exactly. Makes perfect fucking sense to me. I don't know about y'all, but it makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. I'm, I'm look, look, we, you, I'm going with the winning hand. Damn y'all. Right, like one of y'all is a junkie imbecile, and the other one is the greatest meth cooker that the world's ever known. Why would I stay with the imbecile? That's just stupid. So he. Hmm? Accurate. So he gets in Walt's face, Jesse does, and asks him if he thinks that this is going to stop him from cooking. And Walt's like, cook whatever the fuck you want, as long as it's that ridiculous chili piece conte. <laughs> you can't use my formula. And Jesse says, try and stop me, bitch. 
Then Jesse throws a rock through Walt's windshield and drives he away. Did that like three, he did that like three up times, adding a bitch to his conversation, to his okay. sentence. Hey, he's the white too short. And that ends up being his catchphrase. Mm-hmm. I might say a high this time. I might say it with a high pitch, like, bitch. Now nah, I might even go low, bitch. That's Forbidden Fruit by uh, J. Cole. Sorry. Hank goes to Mrs. Ortega's house about an RV that was registered to her address, and she's like, it was stolen months ago, but she never got around to reporting it because even though it was a blow when it went missing, her son Combo took it. We go in the house and we see the Combo Love Combos, Weed, and Jesse Pinkman, with whom he has a picture from that strip club at the beginning of the episode. Hank picks it up. The end. Scar, you got anything? Uh, no, no, still working. Still working on the, the, the get, getting the Kindle stuff ready. Um, it's, it's just taking some time because I'm trying to get a lot done. Okay. Brandy, you got anything? He just said he's going through some. Nope. Okay. 916-633-1537. Uh, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app and then copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Uh, you could donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can go to the Good Pods app and leave a tip in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out.